Oh. Can you believe? Guys, we're not speaking French today. No, we are not. No, sir, we are speaking American. Yes. Because we're, so, we're proud to be American. So proud of you. This week. Yeah. <laughs> this next week, well, you know, yes. you know, something bad might happen. We might be like, oh, well. But you know what? We got to live in the now. Yeah. Got to live in the moment. And yes. the moment, future's looking bright. Future's looking brighter. I mean, it couldn't have gotten darker. <laughs> it would have. Yeah, I just can't imagine. I just, I, I mean, I, we just, I just put up the video, so I think it's processing at the moment. So by the time Ooh. you're listening to this, you should be able to see our deeper dive from the day it was announced that Joe Biden was going to be our 46th president of the United States. We're just screaming the whole time. In the I video. mean, <laughs> and the thing is, I like made no cuts because like everything we're saying is right. <laughs> so I'm just, it's like we're just talking. Who needs cuts? I mean, everything you say is right. If I've learned anything from the podcast. Podcast. Just leave it. Just leave it. <laughs> I'm. I like really could edit this, but it's just like that's uh, fun. <laughs> <laughs> Hi, everybody! Welcome back to the Two Game Ads Podcast. It's Matt Palmer and it's Matt Steele. And man, oh man, what a week! I feel like it's a weird mix of feeling like you got hit by a truck, but also like it's like I got hit by a truck, but now I've become an angel and I'm floating above my body. Oh, that's my current feeling. That's beautiful. It is. Yes, it's like I feel tired and exhausted, but also like lighter than air. That's nice. And like I would have said, like I got hit by the truck, but it just like tapped me, and now I like flew up onto the top of it, and now I'm riding on top, <laughs> like in the like in the hairspray movie, how Tracy turned black. Um, rides on top of the garbage truck. I don't think I've seen that movie. Oh, I it's hear, I mean, so adorable. Yes, you say it's good. I, so. I really enjoyed the the 2007 Hairspray um, with Amanda Bynes. Ad, ad, adaptation with uh, with Nikki Blonsky from yeah. the Hairspray movie. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's how she our, introduces herself. Our bisexual queen. I was gonna say, I thought she came out and she fought some girl on top model. She's lived a life. She really has, she lived, has a lived a life. Hey, she's, she's just living it on top, on top of that garbage hey, truck. Mariah taught us everybody is living it up. <laughs> that was about Nikki Blonsky, I'm pretty sure. <laughs> I love that. I just, I mean, what the thing is, I was looking for news stories this week, news for idiot stories, and it's like, did anything else even happen? No, because every single person in America was sitting in front of their TV for Four, four days. Da- four days. Four days. Can you believe that? I and mean, only one of those days was bad. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> and only it was the, the first, first one. one. The first one was bad. We went to bed being like, you went to bed. <laughs> I because I okay. This is how it went down. This is how, I'm going to describe both of our weeks. Okay. Yes. I mean, would you talk about it in the video? We do so talk about the too video. Too far into it, but Check yes, it please go on. But but yeah. So first day, um, we sit down. Yes. And we watch, yes. and we're like, oh no. <laughs> we are like, oh no. But uh, and but everyone's telling us wait until they count the mail in ballots. Wait until they count the mail in ballots. So Matt Palmer and Jackson are like, we're going to go to bed because yes. we have full time jobs. Yes. And we have to work in the morning mm-hmm. whereas I was like I'm not working until four <laughs> o'clock in the afternoon the next day so I can stay up so I was like I'm gonna watch the good shit happen and I kept watching mm. and I'm just like is good shit gonna happen <laughs> it's three o'clock in the morning yeah then all of a sudden Wisconsin just flipped that, that, <laughs> and I just that was when I just realized like oh it is possible right and I just I just felt so happy and then <laughs> and then Matt Palmer like came out at this point it was like five in the morning I <laughs> and I was like like I can't go to bed now when all this excitement is happening and and I was just feeling so good and I was like Michigan's about to flip so I went to bed yes. and I woke up and I woke up and I was I I was just like huh is this what waking up 
feeling normal feels like. I like, think it is. I felt so good that next morning, even though I had no sleep whatsoever. Right. I just, I, I was just like, huh, I feel relief. See, and even I though was, nothing was called, like the presidency right. wasn't called yet. I was kind of the opposite in that I would at night, I like did not sleep a full night's sleep all of last week. Like mm-hmm. I would just definitely wake up at least once in the middle of the night and just be like, well, I have to look and check. And if anything's changed, if the numbers have gone up, if Biden's lead has increased. Um, but during the day, I was always very much like, oh, the mail-in ballots are last. Like I could logically walk myself to the point of like, of course, Joe Biden's going to win. But my subconscious did not get that memo. Oh, yes, <laughs> because I was also having the, of course, Hillary's going to win. Like in 2006, I was feeling that then. Right. And so I was like, no, no, no am I, am I, is my mind tricking myself but then, again? But, but this was math based. That feeling yes. this time, it wasn't just like, well, Donald Trump's not a real person. So mm. like, so that was different. This was like, oh, no, the math is trending in our favor. And like, you know me, I love math. Mm, I've always math, loved math. Love math. And math never steers you wrong. And I just could... As soon as I woke up that second day in Michigan and Wisconsin, flipped, I was like, oh, Pennsylvania's going to flip and we're going to be fine. And then surprise, Georgia. Georgia we talk about it in the video. I, I feel know, like that's all we talk about is how much we love Georgia. I mean, Georgia. We're now Georgia peaches. Now. I mean, I was always a Georgia okay, peach. Okay, but now I'm a Georgia peach. <laughs> all right, well, welcome. Let me go prepare you a jug of sweet tea. Okay. You're, a jug, a jar, a glass. I, I don't need a jug. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but it's oh, a pitcher, a pitcher. A pitcher would be a beautiful. A pitcher with a nice little lemon. Oh, we'd love lemon <laughs> Oh, well, because well, it's fine. I'll, so sweet. It's literally sugar. Not like yeah, but you had a little lemon. No, to it. Oh, no, really? lemons for like white people iced tea. It's just for tea <laughs> that's like not really sweet tea. Sweet okay. tea is just like it's just the sugar. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I'm saying white people iced tea. I mean, I guess so. I don't. I'm know. told all the time what like white people love their iced tea with like just lemon. <laughs> I, yeah, I've never heard anything about. that. I've never been a nice tea person in general, well, but you know, I like a hot tea. Like a green tea, good for the throat. I'm fine. I'm a I'm a boba tea person. You know, just like I, a nice milk like, tea with no, boba. I don't like the balls. That's fucking. I don't wrong. like it. You're wrong. But I'm not you wrong. Are wrong. I'm not wrong. But you know who is wrong? Donald Trump. Bye. Oh, no, bye. We her. R.I.P. Oh, God, what a good week. Um. So, did anything else happen to you this week? Oh God, literally no. <laughs> Me. Um, I know my friend uh, Nicola is in town from Georgia. Oh, Georgia. Uh, she's visiting from Georgia because she is moving to Seattle soon. Mm, cool. And so she's had enough. Of, she's from Georgia originally, and she lives in Georgia now. She's a lawyer, and she's my friend from college. And I haven't seen her in a few years. She comes mm. out to visit like every like four years. Yeah. Um. And so uh, she's moving to Seattle. Seattle, so she stayed in Seattle for like a month and then she decided to come down to LA for a whole month. So I get to see her for like a whole month before she goes back to Georgia to go back to Seattle. Right. Um, so so I got to see her. That's great. Um, and I'm seeing her again tomorrow. Awesome. It's gonna be lovely. Other than that, whew, I don't even know. I, I know, don't know, I know. Yeah, my big exciting thing outside of the election was um me, Jackson, and Janie all got tested for COVID uh, this week. Oh, yeah, you told me to do that. And Well, I you, weren't, you weren't here. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so it was fine because we had our our first, like, non-in-the-bubble guest of Janie coming over to the apartment, which this sounds, if this was a year ago, you hear me say, like, a friend came over to my apartment and be like, I what know. are you talking about? Wait, when did this happen? It what? happened uh, I wasn't Saturday home. night. Okay, so, so I was at work. You were at work. Okay. And so uh, she came over and we had dinner all together and oh just talked. God. And sat around the table together and none of us had coronavirus and it was great. That's so nice. It's I, so weird that that's such a big thing, I but know. 
We were safe about it, which I felt good about. That's I'd, good. I'd like to be safe Thank about Thank you it. for not infecting my living quarters. All right, you're fine. <laughs> I also got maintenance done on my car. I dropped a lot of money. Wait, really? Yeah. For normal maintenance or was something wrong? No, no, nothing was wrong. It's like every year or oh. like every like nine months, I just bring it to like Hyundai to like oh. get a tune up and everything. And like I knew I needed new tires. Oh, new tires, tires will do it. Tires, tires will do, do it. it. Normally, like when I go, it's usually just like, oh, I'm paying like a couple hundred in the mm, low hundreds. Right. But like, we'll do like an was, oil change moment. This was like, because mm, oh, of course that. I needed like a new alignment and like. Wait, all four tires? How many tires? Oh, all four tires. Shit. Yeah, and then he told me he's like, you also your radiator's leaking, so you should get that replaced soon. Fucking. <laughs> and egg. I'm like, great. Cool. So um, but you know what? I just. Whipped down my credit card That's and I was thing. like, Joe Biden. And this was before um, it was like officially announced. Right. Um, I was like, Joe Biden's going to be our next president. Charge my damn card. And I feel like that's probably not the right thought process, but I had the exact same thought when today I realized that when I was editing that video, I was like, oh, I never bought the full version of Final Cut because I had that like three or six month free trial. Uh-huh. And I was like, you know what? Is it $300? Yes. But you know what? We have a new president. Swipe. <laughs> hey, support that economy. You know what? I think yeah. all of the money that we have invested is going to go up, up, up. The markets. Uh, absolutely. <sighs> I, I, gave it, I'm gay, I gave all my money to the automobile industry. The industry <laughs> that I believe Joe Biden saved. Sure. During the Obama press. I never I understood those parts of the debates. I was like, I don't understand the automobile industry. I love you hear a like, car and your brain shuts off. My brain shuts off. Yeah. <laughs> you can't do it. Yeah. Um, so I guess let's jump into some news for idiots. And again, we're ga- we're really truly reaching today this week for news that's not Joe Biden got elected. So bear with us. Yes. <laughs> um, but in news that was just announced, I think, in a football game and also on Twitter, of course, mm-hmm. uh, Lil Nas X has announced his new single which I believe is a Christmas song. I know it's called Holiday. And it's called Holiday and it's coming out on Friday. His first single in almost two years and um, he's coming for too many Mariah crowns here. I mean I don't think we're worried. Okay. <laughs> I mean I'm sure it'll be fun and cool but I'm more excited about his next studio album which he like has pretty openly been posting clips of like oh this is me in my car listening to music from my new album which is like not usually what people do. It's oh like, yeah, he like did ever, all the songs, right? Like a, like a couple seconds for each song. I've heard like three or four of the songs, at least like a minute of them, and they all sound great. And I'm like, mm-hmm. okay, great. Well, but I just think it's just, I guess Gen Z's got their own thing going. Yeah, us millennials, we like to keep that shit unlocked. Oh, we are secretive motherfuckers. Oh my god, you're never gonna hear what the. I mean, honestly, you haven't heard half my album, and I'm pretty much done with it. I know, and I'm <laughs> furious. But think of how good the video is gonna be. When you hear it, oh my work God. together. Oh exactly. My God. We got to think of the content. Um, but yes, yeah, so Lil Nas X is coming back. He's coming for the holidays. He apparently in the video goes from uh, being Old Town, Lil, Old Town Road, Lil Nas X, and he finds a wanted sign for Santa. So he becomes the new Santa Claus or something. And then Michael J. Fox is also involved. I heard that name. It's like around but, the ether. Michael yes, J. Fox. And I was like, like, it's like right. a Back to the Future thing mixed in somehow I don't know it's gonna be a lot but you know what it's festive and he's gay and we're rooting for him cool so in uh, unfortunate news mm-hmm. Alex Trebek I know that's that's so sad yeah. and like I feel like we knew he was sick for a while he had pancreatic cancer yeah uh, he was 80 years old so it's not he like was he was 80 he was 80 he looked fucking great he looked amazing oh my god he looked amazing uh, I had so, no idea he was that old I yeah. thought he was like 70 tops 80 Which is, I mean, again, he had a long life. He had a good life. And he was, you know, he was working 
that entire oh my God, time. Yeah. Like, and there was not like, okay, let me retire and like spend out my last couple of months or whatever. So good on him. I hope I, it seems like he loved his job. Love what he did. And it's going to, those are, oh, and everyone loved everyone him. loved him. And yes. there are just so many iconic clips of Alex Trebek that are going to live on forever. Yeah. And they're just giant shoes to fill. But, um, you know, he, you know, made Jeopardy still so current and so relevant and people still would circulate clips from it even today. And that's large part due to him. So yeah. may he rest in peace. His family and friends are in our prayers for sure. Okay. Did you see this? No, what? I can't see the okay. your iPad. It's well, blocked by well, good. I'm glad I can surprise you with this. Okay. Your friend, your friend. Who? Monique. Oh, my girl. Mm-mm. Oh, no. Admonishes Oprah for putting Brianna Taylor on the cover of a magazine because she accused Oprah of murdering her career. Next topic. Next, <laughs> next topic. No, next this topic. is a topic I picked because you, I need a Mad Steel response as the like Monique Stan of my life. She goes, she, um, the conversation, um, wait, hold on. Let me read exactly the quote. Um, she has never seen Oprah give anyone a solo cover before. She says that's a sister that was murdered and Oprah Winfrey took a stand and said, we got to get justice. Monique goes on to say, as you took a stand for our sister that was murdered, you took part in murdering my career. I love Monique. Mm -hmm. I love her. Mm -hmm. Regardless (laughs) of what things happen, Mm -hmm. I'm always like Monique. Has a point. Yes. This <laughs> yes. was a wrong turn. Ooh. Ooh. Oh, I'm devastated. I'm going to bed devastated I'm sorry. Now. I, I was me. having I, such a good week. I My car is running beautifully. I have new tires. I have a new president. I didn't mean to devastate you, uh, but she also goes on later in the interview to say that she like stands behind Ice Cube for meeting with Trump and like all this stuff. So it's just like I have seen other people do this that are not as famous, like don't have Oscars, like not as famous as Monique, but I know like um I feel like Nene leaks that she was getting fired from Bravo, like compared it to George Floyd and all this stuff. And it's like <laughs> to take your personal professional struggle and relate it to black people who have died is like maybe the most disgusting thing in the world. I, I'm watching my life flash before I'm my eyes. Sorry. I'm sorry. I am so I, devastated. I hate to be the bearer of bad news, but I just thought you should know. And I thought we should talk about it here in front of. Okay. Our friends on the well, podcast. if Monique would like to be a guest, and, and we we'd like to <laughs> shake this all out, <laughs> we can talk this through with her. Because this is not it. And, oh no, this is not Mo. it. I know, Mo. I know, and I know she, like you know, is in a different mind space, and like that husband. I'm sure this is his fault one way or another. Oh, Sydney. it's just, it's just a no. It's just oh, a real God. big no for me. Oh, how am I going to get through this? I mean, uh, luckily lot of, not a lot of people are talking about it. Okay. So hopefully it do, people don't pick it up. That's truly the best case scenario for best you. Best case scenario. Is that this is the only time you hear about this. Pretend like it never happened. Yes. What never happened? I don't know. I, I don't know either. All I know is, um, all I know is her talent. Yes. She's very talented. <laughs> That's what I know. All right. Um, in more news, apparently uh, Lou Taylor, who was Britney Spears' business manager that her father hired to be on her team, has resigned. Um, and also earlier this week, Britney's sister, Jamie Lynn, withdrew her title as being the sole trustee of Britney's fortune. Now court documents show that uh, the mastermind, oh, blah, blah, blah Lou Taylor, uh, has resigned as well. Um, but it sounds like Brittany is now able to put her own team together and not have people around her that, 
you know, were put there by her father. So it just seems like this Britney, free Britney movement thing is really rolling forward and that Britney's freedom is not something that's never going to happen, which it felt like for so long. I feel like every three podcasts, we're like one tiptoe further. That's the thing. Which is nice. It's a slow progression, but I think we're moving forward to a world in which Britney Spears can make her own financial decisions, which... She made all that fucking money. She should be able to do what she wants with it. And she's apparently not allowed to marry that guy she's with, who also liked some Donald Trump Instagram. Yeah, so he's, like, it's, he's trash too. <laughs> but like, she should be able to make her own decisions. Wait, she wasn't allowed to marry him? I'm pretty sure that's some, like, she can't make decisions like that. Oh my gosh, she wouldn't have been allowed to get married? No. I know. Jeez. I know. It's really awful. Um, Do you remember that time when Justin Bieber was super religious and like running around the city with like a cool pastor? <laughs> No. Well, he was. And uh, the church that they went to and that he was a pastor of uh, is called Hillsong. But Hillsong has fired uh, Carl Lentz from the uh, church. And it was because of some of his quote unquote moral shortcomings. Mm. And it has come out that um, he has been cheating on his wife. So okay. he cannot be uh, the, the church head, the pastor there. And. Um, this is one just one of those like we're so cool churches, but also like still really hates gays and stuff. Mm-hmm. And so it's like I, I don't know. It's like weird non-denominational stuff that's somehow feels culty. It almost reminds me of like Kanye West church and what that was like supposed to be. It's like you're really drawing us in Kanye West by like doing gospel remixes of My All by Mariah Carey, but like it's still like I don't know if this is yeah. kosher or real or like a mess and so the fact that this guy is just like oh well I've, I've been cheating on my wife and that's why I'm not there anymore it's like well maybe you shouldn't be leading, leading a congregation yeah well I um I don't I well <laughs> what are you gonna do did you see the video of that pastor today no he's like a, a giant pastor some like giant church or something and mm. uh and uh obviously like pro Trump and everything and he's like they say that uh that Trump lost the election ha 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 Nah, ha, ha, ha. Nah, ha, oh ha, and did this like insane laugh. It's hilarious. <laughs> it's like absolutely batshit crazy. I just think that's the weirdest. Like the 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 idea that we have to convince people that the election has been called and it's over yeah. and the media is not lying. It's like, like they say it's done, but we know it's not. <laughs> but like, has this happened before? Where like after an election is over and there's a winner that has been projected and like everyone is reporting on it, that like half the country still doesn't believe the results like uh, and not to this weird it's extent. just weird it's like, like especially i mean especially now and we're living in such like the social media age where like right. everything is everywhere you yeah. know so it's hard to say what people were like in 2000 right. you know so i uh I, it's it's all very weird the delusion is just so Crazy, like it's just crazy. like you. you re- how do you pull yourself out of that? I hope they do it because it's like you're not living in reality, ma'am. Yeah. Like, we- yeah, I, I, it's, and then my one co, my one coworker was trying to say to me, she was like, she was like, what's gonna happen? What's gonna happen? Like he. He's he's not gonna leave. He's not gonna leave the White House. And I'm like, well, he has to. Yeah. And she's like, no, he doesn't. Like, he he's totally just gonna like stay there and like not leave. And I'm like, but he has to. How old is she? She in her forties. Oh. And I'm like, and so it's like, I'm like, no, girl, like he can't do that. And she's like, well, he's gonna try to do that. And I'm like, well, 
He literally yeah, can't. He because not. after January 20th, if he tries to not leave the White House, he will be a trespasser yeah, trespass and he thing. will be arrested. And she's like, well, he's just crazy. And she's like, just like freaking out. Oh. And it's like, girl, it's going to be okay. We have 70 something days. I know. Of this. They're going to be a wild 70 something days. Oh my God, days. I know. We're going to buckle up. But we know that it's, there is literally no legal ground for no. him to stand on whatsoever. None. None. And so it's going to be fine. And it's just like all these legal proceedings. It's like, are you really going to sue four states? Because that's, it's not like it was one state that like yeah. you, Joe Biden barely eked out. It's like, no, there are now four states pushing him above the 270. So are you going to go to Georgia and Arizona and Nevada and yeah. Pennsylvania? And these states like, Joe Biden beat you by a much larger yes. margin than you beat Hillary in, yes. in like Pennsylvania or Michigan or um, Wisconsin. Did you see that Georgia's now at like over 10,000? I, I, I love it too. <laughs> it's just so annoying that like I feel like this election is going to be remembered as like, oh, Joe Biden really eked it out just because of like the way they were counting the votes. When in truth, you look at the, the final map, the oh. final electoral college map, it's like, oh, this wasn't close. This wasn't close. And he literally flipped two red states. Yes. Like that's a, me- that's fully a red. miracle. Yes. That is a miracle. It was not close. It was not close. No, it so, just took a long yes, time. Yes, it was, you know, a hard thing to live through. But yes. looking at the map a week later, it's like, oh no, this wasn't close. People wanted Joe Biden and did not want Donald Trump. Period. 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 Which one's Isaac Hansen? Is that the Isaac's oldest the one? oldest one. Well, Isaac thinks that COVID-19 is a sponsor for the war on Christmas. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, I read that. He, what is it? He thinks that, um... Uh, that COVID-19 was created by the government to make everyone stay home for Christmas because the government wants to get rid of Christmas. Yes. Uh, he, he posted to his Instagram stories, I believe. At some point, very soon, Christmas in churches, spelled with an apostrophe, not with an E, of course. Uh, and, for, <laughs> and for that matter, anyone of any faith is going to have to decide, is your faith more important than your fear? We're quickly approaching Christmas. It will be too and it too will be canceled by our governments, just like Easter was and Thanksgiving is being suggested to be. I, for one, will not comply. I fear God more than I fear death and far more than I fear my government. It's like, I <laughs> it, I always found it weird in like Hanson interviews. I would like mm. read in magazines or read online how they would always, always just talk all the time about, you know, we are homeschooled and we are proud of that. And that's, like, a, that's a weird thing to be proud of. Like it was just very, very like you would always reference how they were always homeschooled and everything. And and now and it begs the question, why? Why were you homeschooled? What were your parents wanting to keep you from in like a school. Yeah. And I just figured like, well, of course they're homeschooled because they're famous. Right. And it's like, well, no, they weren't famous like when they started <laughs> homeschooling, you know. Um, and you know, nothing against if someone's homeschooled and everything, but it was just very interesting that they were very, very they kept like pushing this point. Right. And now that I'm older, I'm kind of just like, oh, maybe they're a weird type of Christian. I mean, I just feel bad for like the kids that are now our age who like were in love with him because I have so many friends. Like our friends Brian and Blythe are big Hanson heads. Oh, my brother loved Hanson. It's just like, and oh. I, I always hated Hanson when I was little <laughs> because I loved the Spice Girls and I didn't know that you could love more than one artist at a time. Mm. So I was like, no, I'm a Spice Girl fan. I hate Hanson. I hate them. <laughs> and then, as I got older, I was like, these songs kind of slap. I mean, Mbop, Mbop, it's a classic. Fuck, like I that mean. middle of nowhere is a fucking. Great oh my album. gosh, it's a great album. Um, and I was like coming around to them, and now Isaac's got to do this I shit. Oh, I know, and it's just, it's just like, oy, 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 oy. like, it's just 
the fact that people are so public and vocal about how fucking stupid they are these days <laughs> is really, I think that's also a uh, a Trump thing. It's like that has now become okay to be like, I don't know anything and I'm going to be proud about it and wear it mm-hmm. as a badge and think that I'm right. It's like all those, there was like a string of basketball players and probably other people too who were coming out as flat earthers for a while there. Oh, have, I, like, to- have I told you oh no. the one time I fell down a scary YouTube hole of interviewing flat earthers, like interviews of flat earthers. Cause I was like, these people don't exist. They're not real. And if they are like, they are like the 6,000 pound people living in their basements Mm. and haven't seen sunlight in 12 years. No, they are people walking among us who are trying to like convince the rest of us that the world is actually flat. Not because they have any proof that the world is flat, but because they just think the like they the, gov- the government lies and therefore why should i believe them so they these are just people who don't want to believe anything that they're told so therefore they believe weird things that they're told it's i mean uh, do we th- is this you whose fault is this the rise of the conspiracy theory to this degree there have always been conspiracy theories is it youtube is it the internet is it donald trump like what is wrong now that people are so open and um, proud of how dumb they are and the fact that they believe these conspiracy theories that don't actually make any sense. Yeah. And, and don't believe scientists. Yeah. And you know my thoughts on conspiracy theorists. Well, I'm like, they just drive me absolutely why I can't stand them whatsoever. Like, that, this is, these are that. Yeah, these are just like people who anything. A person in any high position or any governmental position or anything does like they just want to not believe it and fight against it. Mm. Therefore, they're like the scientists say this. They're lying to us. Like for what? I know. And and I watched one thing where these flat earthers were trying to debate literal scientists, <laughs> and the scientists were just like so frustrated. And 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 the flat earthers were just like, well, how do you know? And the scientists were just like, because we know. And they're like, well, it's just a theory. And the scientists are like, a theory in science means that that is like the highest level of like right. factual understanding we know about something like a theory is is the pinnacle of that and, yes and they're just like well why don't they like keep like finding different ways to like prove it and everything and they're like because we've already proved it right what like, else is the what yeah. other ways are you looking for so therefore we use this theory that the earth is round to prove other things because we can't keep proving that the earth is round because right. then that's all we'll be doing with our <laughs> lives and they were they were just like explain seasons explain days explain years and they're just like oh well we we don't know what to believe oh like, my ah. gosh that's it's exhausting it's nice of them to even listen to them because if i was a scientist I was like hey do you want to be on a panel and debate flat earthers to be like no i have other things to do yeah, i like, think i think no. they thought they were going to get somewhere right but these people their mo is just like well how do you know how do you know like that's mm. all they want to ask is how do you know i don't believe the man i want to fight oh the man God. and it's just like no <laughs> Well, I just have two more stories that like aren't really stories you'll care about, but I'm just going to let the people know that it's happening and that it has happened. I'm an actor. I can act like I care. Well, about I don't really love when you go into fake mode on these things, so you don't have to. Oh, what are you talking about? <laughs> I'm just saying we like to be honest and real here. This isn't a performance. All right. I'll give my honest uh, reaction. No, I, well, if it's like, I don't care, keep that. <laughs> you don't have to say that. Thank you. 
William Jackson Harper, who is Chidi on uh, The Good Place, is going to be the lead in Love Life Season 2 on HBO Max. Love Life Season 1, I very much enjoyed, starred Anna Kendrick, and it's about like following one person trying to find their, you know, their one true love, their person throughout the season, uh, and Anna Kendrick's character of Darby is going to pop up in Season 2 every once in a while, but we are now going to be following William Jackson Harper's story and his character's arc. He thought he was with a girl that he was going to end up with, but uh, they ended up breaking up, and so the series is going to be him trying to find love with different people, and I'm excited. The only words of that story I understood were Miss 1998 Best Featured Actress in a Musical nominee, Anna Kendrick. Okay. <laughs> well, I'm so glad. I'm happy that she's doing something. I mean, you you heard me talk about Love Life, that first season of a show that was on HBO Max where she like dates people. Every episode, she's, it's about a different relationship in her life, and it's like her trying to find the person she's going to be with. Uh, no, I remember you talking about the Good Place. Okay, that's something. Well, the, yeah. the main guy in the Good Place, who's like the black guy who is opposite Kristen Bell, is going okay. to be the new lead of that show. Okay, that Anna Kendrick, and he's going to go on all these little dates. Well, not dates, but like it's like the story of each relationship with each person is the episode. It's each oh, episode. I'm so confused. It's that's not confusing. <laughs> what I said is not confusing. Wait, is he playing a character yes! or is it himself? He's playing a character. Okay, it's a fictional show. Okay. Each episode uh-huh. is just about like it would be like your relationship with your college boyfriend would be one episode. Your relationship that you had with X person would be a different episode. How long are these episodes? They're just thirty minutes. They oh, just wow. get you through. Them. How many relationships do people? Some have people, on I think, some straights have lots. That's very straights true. have lots. Sometimes, or they meet the one person first, and it's like, oh, right, let's get married. But uh, I, yeah, sometimes they have a lot. Okay, but it's a good show. I'm excited for season two, and I'm excited for him because he's a very good actor. Um, and then something that was announced on. Election day, on election day, just to um, kind of sweep it under the rug, I believe Erica Jane from the Real Housewives of Beverly Hills is um, divorcing her husband Tom Girardi, who is famously, I believe, like eighteen years older than her, if not more so. Tom Girardi was, I believe, the lawyer on the Aaron Brockovich case in real life, and um, they were together for twenty-one years, and they're going to be splitting up. And it's also it's just sad because it's like. I mean, their relationship on the show was always very weird. It was always very, I mean, but the age difference makes it weird, but it was very like daughter, father. Mm-hmm. And he, like, there was a scene and, like, she was, ca- she was the one that was Roxy Hart on Broadway. Yes. And uh, I saw those rehearsals. You saw those rehearsals. Yes. Those were something. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and uh, she, when she told Tom about it, he just kind of was like, I'm really proud of you. And then she like burst into tears as if, she, as if she had never heard anyone say those words to her. And it was very strange. Was he like super genuine like when he said it or was he just like, I'm proud of you? It's more like that. Okay. <laughs> and she burst into tears and then she, he did not come to her opening of that show. Sure. And then COVID happened so it didn't close and he never saw her do it. <laughs> And I'm like, oh, divorce, divorce gavel, give divorce. her everything, judge. Like, it's oh, bad. my God. How dare you, sir, not see me in my Broadway debut? It's a good question. Oh, uh, it's a good question. Literally everyone I know is going to be on my Broadway debut. OK, God. <laughs> literally, you better be in that audience. I'll be there. I mean, if you get a lead role. <laughs> wow. <laughs> If well, first of all, darling, we only do leads. Okay, so. all right. I want to make sure. I mean, I will accept chorus. Thank <laughs> oh, you. I will accept, you know, a swing or a stand. All right. Well, if it's a chorus, <laughs> we don't expect me to fly across country for chorus, darling. Oh, but oh really? I'm sure you'll do great. 
Oh, darling, I'm, I will. Oh, yes. And you'll have your own performance happening in your head. You'll have a whole story arc for chorus member number Oh, my one. God. You should have seen me in the ensemble of <laughs> Bye Bye Birdie in college. I was I was going places emotionally. <laughs> Were you ever asked to tone it down? Absolutely. No, 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 no. The only I was I've been ensemble uh, twice. Okay. And they were both in college productions. Once was in Bye Bye Birdie, and the director loved everything I was doing. I was playing like a trillion different characters, mm. and uh, and I was also in the ensemble of Sweeney Todd, which was a student-run production. Okay. And I was just batshit crazy. Like my character was just nuts. And uh, the director was like, "I really love your dedication." Uh, to the character, <laughs> I think you can uh, uh, take the foot off the gas a little <laughs> bit, and I was like, "Oh yeah, definitely, definitely, definitely." And then, and I, so I did that, you know, yeah. the first rehearsal oh afterwards, and then it just gradually kept going more and more and more. And then, you know, a couple rehearsals later, he was just like, "You know, I, I think even more, you can do it a little bit." Oh. No, 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 I think you can take it off the gas even. Oh, <laughs> I thought you said. It. I thought he was like getting more into and it. And I was just like, "Oh no, I'm trying so hard, but you know, I just." You know, I commit. I feel like that's probably when you uh, are the least directable, when you are not one of the leads. <laughs> <laughs> that's absolutely a fact. That reads as true because you're like, I'm going to be doing something. Oh, yeah. It's like, I have to do something. I like, I need something. an arc. I need <laughs> I, I need a way to show off my skills. All right. Well. Yeah. I'm not. A, I'm like Cassie in a chorus line. I pop the head. I pop the head. <laughs> well, I love that for you. And um, we're going to take a quick break and we'll be back with more Two Game Mats podcast. Hey, everybody. We are back. Yes, we are. And we are on Email My Heart. This is the section of the podcast where we answer some questions that you guys might have. You can be a part of Email My Heart if you email us at twogaymats at gmail.com. Uh, so the first one isn't a question. Uh, love it. The first one, uh, but I just want to... Um, uh, talk about this email because it it gave me a lot of life on a on a on a nice little Saturday. Yeah. Um. So this is from Kevin. Uh, Kevin says, "Hey, Matt, two gay Matt's Irish correspondent, pronunciation overseer, and your <laughs> and Eurovision pusher, Kevin here. Those Eurovision pushers, they really want to. I mean, we clearly have to get into it. Everyone, we get an email every week about Eurovision. Um. I hope you're both doing well as you can be in the run up to you know what the the Mariah Ariana collab, but also the other thing, the election. <laughs> um. Hoping and praying. For and manifesting the correct result. Thank you, Kevin. America, thank Kevin. Yes, he did it. For he did us. it. He manifested this. Um, I wanted to let you know that I made a podcast, and that all, and that although the logo has a rainbow and the word "gay" in it, I promise I'm not trying to encroach on your turf. Get him out of here. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so we're here to tell all of you to don't listen to troll that. him. No, no, don't. We love Kevin. Yes. Um, it's called Things Gay People Like, and I'm going to be taking a deep dive into something my guest into something my guest likes, a different guest and topic every episode. I started off with a Spice Girls episode. If you're mm. interested, Matt Steele, I know you're a fan, so of course I clicked on this right away. Um, <laughs> and he says, anyway, being that you're both podcasters, I admire greatly. I would love any feedback you might have. Although, who needs another gay pop culture podcast right now? I, we need more. Exactly. Um, so if you if you can, it's totally cool. Of course, if either of you ever wanted to come on and talk about anything, that would be awesome. Though, oh no harm. Thanks, Kevin. That's so sweet. We appreciate it. We are experts in our fields, in our collective fields. So if ever you're talking about Mariah, you know who to 
ask. <laughs> Me. Um. <laughs> um, uh, so I took a chance to listen to Kevin's podcast, which is called Things Gay People Like. I listened to the Spice Girls episode, and he had his friend on there, mm. and his friend was quite knowledgeable. All right. I have to say, I loved listening to this podcast. I was giving getting such life out of it because I was so stressed over the, that weekend. Yes. Because um, I was very nervous about the election. And uh, his friend was actually at the same Spice Girls concert that I was. Wow. And in London? In London, yes, at mm. Wembley Stadium. And I always find it so fat. Like, one thing I'll say is I always find it so fascinating hearing the Brits talk about their forever era. Mm. And I'm, because I'm always like, oh man, the Brits loved forever. <laughs> like, like they loved it Holler. Nothing over it did here. nothing in America. It's so weird. Yeah, and I'm just like, oh yeah, you like Holler's good. I like Holler a lot, but there's like Holler's one of their best songs. And I'm like, oh wow. <laughs> What Which, was what number was Holler on your best uh, Spice Girls songs list? Oh, it was like in the early twenty. It was okay. like like if I ranked all I ranked all their songs once, and it was like twenty two. I want to say. Okay. Um, but yeah, so so very it's it's a wonderful podcast. So everyone go and check that out. Yes, and um, thank you for listening to ours. And thank you for listening to ours. And we love you, Kevin. Thank yes. you so much for always supporting us and for all the nice things that you had to say. Uh, the next question comes to us from Jacob. Jacob says, hi, Matt. Hi. It's Jacob again. Uh, the one you may or may not have inspired to come out. That was the sweetest thing I read all week, by the way. It was like some days you are alive and you're thinking, am I doing anything with this whole life thing? And then that was like, you know what? I am. That yeah. was a good thing. Yeah. We, thank you. Like we really that was very sweet. That. And congratulations. And welcome to the club. It's very fun to be gay. I know. Right. We're having a great time. It's here. great. We're just like pod, there. Now there are two gay podcasts. I know. A whole <laughs> two. I'm sure these are the only two gay podcasts of all time. They are the only two gay podcasts hey, that matter. It's two true. gay mats and things gay people like. All right. Um, first off, hope this is being read on a day where we have a new president. It is, is correct. Uh, I turned in my absentee ballot over a month ago. Uh, this time I have a question more for Matt Palmer, but Matt Steele can chime in too, though it's still award show related. Grammy nominations mm. are announced this month. Who do you predict the eight nominees for album of the year will be, or who would you want them to be? I know I would love to see Gaslighter, Sawayama, Ungodly Hour, Folklore, in parentheses, yes, I actually liked it, <laughs> and Future Nostalgia be nominated with Future Nostalgia, my pick to win. What are your predictions? Oh, and follow up, yes, I voted for Biden Harris, obviously. I mean, Thank you, Jacob, for voting. Yes. Um, and for the wonderful question. Yeah. And obviously, Jacob has great taste. I mean. Like great albums. It's crazy how now there are like eight album of the year nominations. I know, there's so many. Because I'm used to just like a six max. Yes, yes. So, so that is a lot, um, having there be eight. And then we talk about this. We're just like, please God, future nostalgia. Yes. Um, I please. think of, I, the thing is, all of his picks, besides Folklore, I love all of those <laughs> albums, and I would love for all of them to be nominated. I think that both Gaslighter and, what was the second album? Asawayama. Asawayama. Are kind of reaches just because they're they didn't like Gaslighter didn't do as much as you know a normal Dixie Chicks album from back in the day would so maybe the and honestly the Grammys are ageists and especially about artists and female artists who are no longer at like the prime of their commercial success um so I would be would not be surprised if that did not get nominated especially not for album of the year and um also Sawayama I feel like is still like an underground gay thing mm -hmm. even though she's so excellent and it's truly like I after that performance on Jimmy Fallon I have been diving back into that album and I'm just like 
fuck yes. Fuck yes. Like, it is so excellent and wonderful. Yeah. Um, I don't think you said Chloe and Halle. In no, he said Ungodly. Oh, you did. He said Ungodly. Yeah. Oh, okay, few. Yeah. Um, but I think Matt Steele has mentioned that on his award watch that The weekend is being tapped as someone who's going to be probably nominated. Yes. He's I, a I, giant I, hit for, like, a year. Yeah. Blinding Lights has been top five for, like, our, our whole lifetime. Yeah, I think, like, all the pundits are, like, The weekend is... Like one the front runner to win album of the year. Um, a lot of them are predicting folklore, and like a lot of them are predicting future nostalgia. Um, I think a lot of people are also predicting uh, the Fiona Apple fetch the bolt. Yes, covers. absolutely, that will get on. Um, I would imagine. Yeah, and I mean the uh, my, I mean my top two albums of the year are. Sawayama and Gaslighter. I mean, those are my top those two are my albums two. of the year. Gaslighter. Gaslighter is so, so good. good. And I feel like I won't name names, but I feel like I've heard on other gay podcasts mm-hmm. people talking about being disappointed in Gaslighter because it wasn't as melodic for them, which is crazy. And or it was whiny. I think I've heard that criticism. I've as heard well. that criticism, too. And these are by like podcasters that I like I really respect I really opinions. respect <laughs> I'm and just like, like oh, I was oh, very shocked I was I, I I had to turn it off and like put my <laughs> phone down because I was just like this is this is one of the wrongest things I've ever heard That's, but honestly sometimes that podcast gets it really wrong music wise <laughs> I feel like like I feel like there's a lot of um I feel like people are gonna figure out who we're talking about but <laughs> I feel like recently there's been a lot of and I don't mean to shit on positions positions is a good album Ariana Grande you know it's for it's uh, Kind of one note, kind of samey, a little boring. And I feel like people, when saying that, it's like, oh, you probably just wanted to break free all the time. It's like, no, it's like, you don't know what R&B is. It's like, I know what R&B is. <laughs> don't do that. Like, I definitely. Oh, the comments in that Positions album where they're just like, you just don't understand what she was trying to do. It's she's like, she's trying to like do this new like R&B thing. And it's just like, OK, yeah, we got it. And we it's like it. I, Kalani does R&B and her songs are so fucking melodic. Being in an R&B genre does not give you the right to just not have melodies. And I'm again. Positions is for some people, and I hope everyone loves it. It's not for me. And there's good stuff on positions. There's good like, stuff yeah. on. I like 3435. I like POV, but it also very much offends me. I don't know how we got on this, but whatever. <laughs> it very much offends me when people are like, oh God, this is her most Mariah esque album. It's like, let me stop you right the fuck yeah, there. It's like, is there a do do do? Is there, like, <laughs> listen to Caution and then listen to Positions and talk to me again. Like, there's no comparison. Like, I, I'm sorry. I do love Ariana Grande. I think that Thank You Next and Dangerous Woman are excellent albums. But, like, to say Positions is her most Mariah-esque album just because it's slower tempo and, like, she does some whistles and it has vocal layering is, you're missing the point of Mariah Carey altogether. But... I don't even know where I was. With this. <laughs> We're talking about uh, album of the year nominations. Album of the year nominations. I yes. think all I think vegetable cutters and the weekend are uh, definitely something that should be on uh, that are likely to be nominated. Who do you think is going to win? Do you think the weekend? Uh, I truly don't know because I have not listened to either album in full. Mm. <laughs> um, but the, also like Grammy pundits, I will say they're always like dead set. Like this is not only going to be get the most nominations, it's going to win. It's going to win. Like they were saying that with Bruno Mars. Uh, uh, no, no, no. They were saying it with um, with uh, Justin Timberlake's 2020 experience. They like they, they mm. there's always like that one album that they think is going to get all these nominations and be the front runner to win. And then it just doesn't get nominated. Oh, nominated. fine line. Harry Styles. Sorry. Oh, I'm yes, yes, yes. Fine line. Albums right now. Uh, that would, would be a very good nomination. That would be a really lovely nomination. I mean, I personally would root for 
Dua Lipa to win. Mm-hmm. I think of the albums that are likely to be nominated, that's the one that feels like the biggest splash to me. Mm-hmm. And like, I, but I would not be surprised if it was Fiona Apple. Mm-hmm. Um, I, and again, I don't want to shit on an artist I love, but if Taylor Swift were to get her third album of the year win for Folklore, I would be disappointed. Just because I don't, to be the only artist in history to win that award three times, mm-hmm. I don't think Folklore stands up to her other two wins. I just don't. Yeah. You know? I, I, I would agree with that. Um, that it's not comparable to Fearless or, or 1989. Oh, Fearless. <laughs> that's, that's an album. That is an album. <laughs> that is an album. Oh, my God. Yes. So, but that was a great question. I, I apologize for going into positions and all of my feelings on that. I just have, I have a lot of feelings and sometimes you got to get them out. Yeah, I mean, what can you do? Speaking of random feelings, I feel like I like to really let it go on the podcast. And we have a little bit of time. I want to say to all of the people who called themselves liberal, but like, just for whatever reason leading up to the election was like, I mean, you know, Trump's going to win. Right. I Mm. feel like that is a point of view that like really, really burned me up. It's like, what are you doing? Like, Mm -hmm. are you, if you think that you are inspiring people to vote by like scaring them into it, Mm -hmm. that is a very weird way to do it because we all know that he won before and that it's on the table. But like, if you wanted to be right, like if you, if you just wanted to put that horrible energy out into the universe, like what the fuck are you doing? Like, how do you think that is helpful to the conversation at all at that point? Like where we're all literally at the most anxious time in our lives, in our lifetimes. We just be like, I mean, don't, I mean, what do you think is going to happen? Of course he's going to win. It's like, how is that helpful? I 100,000 million percent it killed agree me. It's it's yes. I, it, that I feel like that's another example of something else that drives me nuts along with conspiracy theorists mm. is the people who always want to be the smartest person in the room. Right. And then be like, well, he's uh, like, I know he's going to win because like, I know more than you. Like I will, like, I know more. Therefore I'm not going to have optimism. At exactly. All, and know? it's just like, literally we were surviving. We were gasping for air in the past four years. We needed some sort of thing to work for and to try for and for you to sit there on your ass and do nothing. And for some people with platforms to go out and be like, I mean, Trump's going to win anyway. So like, whatever. Oh, who are you talking about? I mean, there's another podcast, <laughs> but it's a separate one. Uh, and I don't think you listened to them. Okay. Um, but it's just like, this is so, f- I had to stop. I like was, I was so into this podcast that I was like doing their Patreon and I was doing it all. Oh. I, Oh girl, I was like, you so I stopped, money. and they let you leave a little review. And in fairness, I don't read the reviews when people leave our Patreon. <laughs> but I was just like, you're sounding more and more conservative every week. Wow. Period. Like, no, I don't accept this. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm glad it turned out the way it did. I just had to get that off my chest before we go into our happy moment of the week, which is Matt Steele. Yeah. What has been giving you moments this week? I mean, I talk about it in the new two gay mats episode, which I just mean. dropped. I see. I we got a bunch of emails on the comments below. <laughs> I hope they're all Trumpers that are just pissed. I, I hope so too. <laughs> Can't wait to read them. Uh, we talk for most of that episode about the miracle of Georgia mm. and the wondrous, brilliant work of Miss Stacey Abrams, who is someone. Who, when she lost her election, she did not get bitter. Exactly. She did not take to social media criticizing every single thing, like every single everyone. Well, I mean, she had a lot to criticize. <laughs> I should retract that she had a lot to criticize, but she criticized the right things. She didn't just try to start poking fights with everyone. She went to fucking work. Yes. She started her organization and she got 
people out to vote. And thanks to her, Georgia has now become a blue state, at least for 2020. Exactly. And hopefully for January 5th, 2021, when everyone in Georgia votes for Reverend Warnock and John Ossoff. Yes. For the Senate. That way we can get control of the Senate and and we can get shit done and we can have a successful administration and we can do so. So my giving me moments is just completely dedicated to Stacey Abrams. She never became cynical. She always was focused. She, I think she is just a miracle worker, whatever position she wants in the cabinet, give it to her. Or a lot of people are just like, she'd be a great, um, uh, head of DNC. And it's just like, cause I mean, girl can fundraise. She can. So it's like, yes, yes, yes. Absolutely. Love her. Love her. Love her. She's getting all my well wishes. Hey, this and, week. And, and honestly, the, now that you think about it, that is such a good lesson. Like if you, there's a failure or something doesn't come to you that you think should and you feel like you've been cheated out of something, you can either sit there and be bitter. And she could have sat there and just nitpicked everything Brian Kemp did and just was like mm-hmm. spend her time on Twitter, just like rage tweeting at him. Mm-hmm. But instead, she went to work because mm-hmm. she knew this is bigger than me. Like, mm-hmm. even though this was an unfair moment and I am personally hurt by it, I'm going to like redirect that passion and that hurt into how can I make change and how can I make things better? And it's just phenomenal. Yeah. And a lot of people were criticizing her for like not running for senator or something right. like that. And, but she was just like, no, like this is what I need to focus on because it doesn't matter if I run for something or someone else runs for something. Mm. The problem is people are not getting the chance to vote in right. too many parts of the country. It's disproportionately affecting black voters and other voters of color. Mm-hmm. And, and she was just like, I can do something more than just run for something again. I can organize and I can fundraise and which will actually do the most good. Like, because it's not about me, it's about everyone. And I just think that is such a wonderful platform and the proof is in the goddamn pudding. My God. Because my God, that blueberry blueberry pudding (laughs) with a little bit of peach in it for the Georgia peach. Yes, we love the blueberry peach. Wash it down with a little bit of sweet tea. (laughs) (laughs) It's all true. It's all true. Ugh, a queen. So my giving you moments is much lighter. Okay. (laughs) Because, you know, you got to have some joy outside of the, the depth. Um... But I gave Kylie Minogue's Disco a listen, Mm -hmm. and it is lovely. I need to keep listening. It's a long album, at least the deluxe is 16 tracks, and so I want to listen to it more and more. But I very much enjoyed it so far, and I'm sad that I missed. She had like uh, one of those online concert things called Infinite Disco, where she like did a performance, I don't know how long, and did, I believe, like... 10 or 11 of the tracks off this new album she did some of her old hits I saw her do a version of Slow that was mashed up with uh, Love Slow is so good and it was mashed (laughs) up with uh, Love to Love You Baby I believe it by Donna Summer and it just was it just looked so cool even from like the two minute clip I saw so I also love that people are going in the pandemic and making cool things and like making their art visual in ways that any way that is safely uh, that could be done safely and mm-hmm. I'm so excited about that there are several songs I really like on the disco album I like the second single magic I like the first single say something I really love a song called real groove that's track three I think we all need to take a listen and also dance floor darling we all must listen to this song it is a song that all the way through it's powerful it's wonderful it's so and the thing is it's 
does it's what it purports to be. It's a disco album. It's like future nostalgia. If it was like a little bit airier, but also like hyped up. Mm-hmm. Like if future nostalgia like did some coke, it would be disco. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it'd be hyped up. Um, and but it's really excellent. The bass sound. You know, it's a it's a lot of bass going through. But uh, with that song I mentioned, dance floor darling. You get like four fifths of the way in, and you're like, oh, this is so great. What a freaking jam. What's a freaking jam? And then slowly the tempo goes up and up and up and it mm. goes cra- again. It just goes crazy. Okay. And so I just think we all need to take a listen to it. I'm going to get more and more into the album and let you know what my feelings are. But I also appreciate that, you know, Kylie and Little Mix were given the gays something to celebrate. Oh my God, that Little Mix album is so good. It's so good. Oh, I can't believe we became mixers. I know. Truly. I don't know how this happened, but like that album is great. It's great. Melodies. Yes. People. Uh, sweet melodies. That's all oh you have to God. say. Um, and lastly, I watched Dreamgirls again last night and it's so fucking good. And I know <laughs> Matt Steele does not like that movie Listen, enough. I. Oh, enough. Okay. Enough. Okay. Enough. Yes. I like the I because I love Dreamgirls. Yes. I just think there were some missteps and it will just it will just have my heart broken forever. It's but it's still a classic movie. Oh like yeah, like I will watch it all day every absolutely. day. Absolutely. Like, oh, this is dream like like the next guy I date, I will make him watch Dream Girls like at least twice a year. I and mean, I'll be like, this is Dream Girls, like we have to watch it. And I will be like, look, this part they could affect this part they could affect, <laughs> but like overall, like Dream Girls, what do you think? But like love you I do. Oh, but what, 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 what an adorable song. Listen, of course, as a classic. And I'm telling you, I'm and I'm telling yes, you <laughs> I will never get sick of it's all over and and I am telling you. Like never in my oh, life. Oh, the movie rendition of Especially It's All Over is just just electric beyond like excellent 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 I I know you were watching the director's cut and I could hear through my bedroom like the songs were extended closer to what they are in the original Broadway version and that's that's like my main criticism for the movie is like there are things that are changed from the Broadway production that's like ah why did you change that because it's so good and so but so they were in the directors so like did you feel like the director's cut was like an improvement um I am so used to the movie that some parts of it felt like oh this is a little weird mm-hmm. um but they did have the song um Effie I have a song, a song. moment that was uh, that moment was very nice to see song. I've waited so long <laughs> to hear you say that to me say it again say it again Oh God, Jennifer Hudson is just screaming throughout that movie, and she sounds so unbelievable. She sounds amazing. Um, And I, you know, I then today watched that Tony Award performance of Jennifer Holiday doing it. It's just like, uh, it's just, I I just love how that song is like five lines of lyric and like Mm -hmm. kind of some breakdowns, kind of a bridge, but it's just like so simple but so affecting. Like it was a hit in 1982. It was a hit in 2006. That song. Is just a lightning in a bottle. Oh, like, and the fact ugh. the fact that Jennifer Holiday did that every night. It's just I, like how how and she still does it. How how yes. Oh, I saw her do it live once. Really? Oh yes. Where? Oh, in like 2007, some outdoor concert venue. Mm. My I came home from college like during the summer, and uh, this my old high school was still like you know, and it was still school time. Mm. And my orchestra teacher was like, "Hey, we're seeing Jennifer Holiday in concert. If you want to go on this school trip," Shit. and I was like, "Absolutely, Miss Pac Lembo, put me on that goddamn bus." <laughs> Lembo, what yeah, kind of Ms. name pa- is that? She's an icon. Okay, Miss <laughs> Pac Lembo's an icon, <laughs> and so we called her Pac Mama, and so um, uh, she uh. 
Sylvie saw she sang I am Changing. she can still sing the fuck out of I am changing it's like oh god it's amazing Jennifer Holly's just out of the, like everyone who was alive when dream girls was out was right. just like oh it was the best performance I've ever seen wow. like just it was nuts and the audience had no idea what to do with themselves I'm sure I'm yeah. sure I mean I remember that so well I remember it so vividly I don't think I've ever been more excited about a movie in my life. Oh, I've never been more excited about a movie than dream girls. I would listen. I remember for some, I couldn't take the subway or I was trying to fly home and I was on that weird bus that drives you to the airport and it like takes forever and you have to like take the subway to the bus. I didn't do that again. I was like, I'm taking a fucking taxi. I don't care if I'm broke in college. Like I'll pay the money. I'm just going to take a taxi. But that year I didn't. And I was just sitting on that bus listening to the uh, movie soundtrack. The soundtrack's unbelievable. Which had come out before the movie and I was just like, oh my The soundtrack to the movie is so good. Oh my God. Yeah. Oh! Yeah, and that I love all of the the transitions of them at the very beginning when they're learning the song with Jimmy Early and then they're on stage and they go forward and also just the scene of the title track of Dreamgirls I think is perfect. The scene of them at like in Miami singing that song with the long gloves and I'm like oh, I remember uh, this except choreo for that, except for that cut in the middle. What cut? <laughs> Where they interrupt the song? Oh yes, and they have the little talking moment. It doesn't bother me as much as it bothers, it bothers you. Me. I'm, I'm just like why? I'm just like why would you interrupt but this magical there's moment? There's literally four minutes of magic around it. No, you can't I give want it. it all magic. I want it all oh magic. Gosh. But I could literally write a dissertation on that transition when they're learning the song yeah. fake your way to the top yes. and then the curtain changes and suddenly you're on stage it's mm. i i think that is the most brilliantly done like bravo to bill condon absolutely for that moment that moment is just pure i will never forget the first time i saw that it was like in a released clip mm. online i will never forget the feeling i felt when i first saw that i was like this is unbelievable because it just harkens back to the original michael bennett staging mm. which just was all about like transitioning from place to place and the fact that they did it in the movie without a cut is just mm. was just so brilliant. You know I love a stagey movie. I know. And I They should uh, have done more of that. I know. <laughs> I, and of course I do think the first act in the movie is better than the second act. I think it kind of has some problems once patience comes up. <laughs> Matt Palmer's not but a patience. I'm man. really not. But I love oh, the, both those one night onlys. But oh, especially yeah. the Oh and in the director's cut version? they extend the they extend the longer the, the ballad one night. Uh, yes, they, they do, and they have a whole and new she scene. Great. She sounds great, yeah, but I mean, a, we stand the disco version. Let's I mean, of real. course, yeah. of course. But there's like a whole new scene where she, I don't know, with with Jimmy, not Jimmy Early, with Curtis, or whatever. It's a great film. I realize it has its problems, but I will always love it. I just watch it and I'm like, oh God, I remember exactly how I felt the first time I watched it. I've never watched a movie in theaters more often. I watched that movie four times in theaters. I saw the movie three times in theaters. Did you? Look at that. I think I've seen that movie more in time. Oh no, Gravity I saw three times as well. Mm, Yeah. But you you made space though. I know. I was horrified the whole time I loved it. (laughs) I saw that shit in IMAX and I was like, ah, I love you. That's very weird, but all right, we're just rambling and chit-chatting now, so I guess we'll wrap it up. I hope you guys had fun, and because honestly, this is what joy feels like. Oh, what a great week, We guys. had forgotten this for the, so long. The, I have not slept this well in four years. Honestly. I've not slept while getting literally no sleep. I know. In four years. I know. Like, it's incredible. It's all happening. I feel great. Guys, thank you guys so much for listening. Um, we'll be back next week with more 2 Man's Podcast. Bye, Bye. guys. We love you. Bye.